morning! This is Felicia Day, King of Forrester from MST3K and author of Embrace Your Weird. And you are listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'll see you in the future. Push the button, Steve! <laughs> Too Much Scrolling for March 8th, 2022. I'm Steve Fodor. I'm Chip Hessenplan. We're just a couple of guys sitting around talking about things that are important to us. Hopefully they're important to you. And if you need more information, there's so many great ways to find more information this week, Chip. This is episode 400 of Too Much Scrolling. That's where you can go to find more information. Oh my goodness. 400 episodes. See, that sounds like an anniversary. It is. Happy anniversary, my friend. 400 Tuesdays in a row, we haven't skipped one Tuesday in almost eight years of doing this. Do we have an all-listener club, Steve? A person who has listened to every single one of our episodes. I mean, the good ones and the better ones. <laughs> and the rest. Yes, we, <laughs> we want to thank all of our, our listeners, our loyal listeners who have been with us from the beginning. All of our executive producers who have been keeping us going in all of this financially and and just mentally thank you so much for everybody who's been a part of 400 episodes of too much scrolling our band grenadier you should go to their website go to their youtube go see all of their new music grenadier is just phenomenal well you know what we need is patreon steve more patreons yeah, if you want to be a part of the show, please go to patreon.com slash too much scrolling and become one of our patrons and keep us keep us going. I was about to use somebody else's catchphrase. Keep us going. Keep us going to the next four hundred. Well, we can keep our feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, Steve. <laughs> Film at 11. Brings us to our film at 11, our movie of the week. Chip, did you go to the movie theater and watch a movie this week? I did go to a movie theater, Steve, and I did watch a film. You know, I got to see The Batman. The Batman. Okay, so... I, I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go no judgment on this. I have read a lot of reviews of the Batman. I want to hear what you have to say about it. You've read a lot of reviews. I have read no reviews of the Batman. Really? None. I, our local film critic Dean Richards uh, was really really high on this movie. He gave it an A minus. So I was well, really interested to hear Chip's score. So. Dean Richards is actually syndicated to Steve. Other markets get Dean Richards. Really? Yes. He syndicates his reviews. So he, okay. he's got a very distinctive voice, very good voice. Uh-huh. And uh, he's on what, WGN? Yes. Yes, sir. WGN. What can I say? Former home of the Chicago Cubs, just so you know. <laughs> Before they made their own website and their own app. We'll get to that later. All right. So this is the Batman. It is the latest of a, a, starting a brand new series. My, my assumption is a trilogy. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if that's for, for a fact, but this one stars a Batman. Our bad guy is the Riddler. And this is a, um, certainly takes a lot of liberties from the color palette to the character designs from uh, a book uh, by Frank Miller and Dave Mazzuccelli. From a long time ago, uh, Batman Year One was the book. 
And so it's got the brownish and costume designs and things of that nature. Certainly color palette certainly takes a lot of liberties from that series. Um, This is a pretty good film. Hmm. Uh, It's very, very dark. The real challenge you have right now is, hey, there's a war going on. Uh, Russia has invaded Ukraine. Uh, And I'm going to go to the movies and watch an incredibly dark, dark film with a guy getting, you know, machine gun shots to his chest and somehow survives, Hmm. which seems, I mean, not that the comic book movies are ever realistic, but seems so unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that the cast is very good. Robert Patterson plays uh, very emo Bruce Wayne, long, long hair. Certainly not the millionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. Huh. This is much more of a, 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 an obsessed, dark character. Brooding? Is he, is he brooding? Uh, yes. And, and, um, <laughs> that's, that's just Robert Pattinson. <laughs> this also stars Gollum as Alfred. Really? I had no idea that Andy Serkis had an actual face. I thought he was only a CG character. Is it... Oh, wait. Is it a CG, Alfred? Is it? Is it a robot? It's like a Planet of the Apes guy. <laughs> Andy Serkis. No, no. Andy Serkis uh, is Alfred in this. And Steve, Peter Skarsgård yeah. is also in this uh, film, just so you know. You have to yeah. have a scars guard. I think that's that's legally binding. There has to be a scars guard in every film now. Yeah, and Zoe Kravitz, uh, Steve, uh, is Catwoman in this. Mm-hmm. My theater, I, I got to see the first showing on Thursday, so it was like a three thirty showing, and there was a whole group of people who happened to have business meetings during that time. Steve, I just happened to be there with another business meeting during that period of time. Okay. Um, What I will state with it is that with Spider-Man was full, was packed at this showing. The Batman was not. So this is expecting to have a really big weekend Mm -hmm. and it will be announced by the time uh, this show comes out. But my showing was not as big. I I did have a family. I had a, a, a few families in there and certainly it was very interesting. I did have a um, a father and son there. The son was, I don't know, 10 years old. And this movie, I think it's rated R. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know why. But I, I, what I will say is that on this level, I would say 65 out of 100. I think they got the beats right. I think this is a, a movie that's way, way dark. Okay. And I'm not sure if children's characters should be treated this way okay but certainly it's going to find its its audience and i I struggle with you know sort of how uh, where our films are going Mm -hmm. when this is our entertainment especially when reality is you know this is supposed to be escapism and if everyone is feeling this dark and brooding and and um uh hopeless and and and, uh, i shouldn't say hopeless as much as i should say driven to um and and if everything is super negative mm-hmm. and all the all the people who we think are good people are bad people i mean th- that says something about society uh sounds something about how we're viewing ourselves and that's really too bad because for most of us um things are okay mm-hmm. um you, you know any number any day you could be dealing with any number of challenges but most of us 
have food in our belly. And most of us are not dealing with the type of corruption and evil that uh, this type of movie shows. And let me leave it with one other thing. The Batman universe and the Sherlock Holmes universe, you know, mm. there are, you know, tropes that you need to have in these. And this movie has every one of them. I, I kept thinking of Sherlock Holmes. World's we greatest detective. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've talked about Sherlock Holmes so much over the last year and a half. And the idea of world's greatest detective, Batman is that Sherlock Holmesian sort of character. But the difference is, is that people thought Sherlock Holmes could be a real person. And no one thinks that Batman could be a real person. He's dark and brooding. He's Robert Pattinson. Steve, that's not all I saw this week. What else did you see? Did you see something a little more light and and airy? Steve, I I got to see The Last Duel. And The Last Duel stars uh, some of our favorite uh, character actors. We have, uh, of course, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I love how you think of of actors as their characters so often except for one Matt Damon because of his his self-portrayal or not self-portrayal in that puppet movie Team America World Police where they were just just making fun of the actor Matt Matt Damon they're part of the film actors guild Steve (laughs) it's amazing how often we reference that film who else is in this what one? What we with mean, Matt? Gary, is an actor. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in this film with Matt Damon? Well, we have uh, Ben Affleck uh-huh. and, of course, uh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren himself, Adam Driver. I was waiting for that. I knew that you were not going to actually call him Adam Driver. That's a weird name. Kylo Ren seems like a better name for that person. Well, in fact, this must be a prequel, Steve, because he doesn't have his sword yet. That is a uh, you know, a lightsaber. He has a traditional sword, <laughs> right? But it, do you, do you still? While you were watching it, were you thinking of that Kylo Ren character when you saw Adam Driver? Oh my goodness! Yes, I of yeah. course yeah. was thinking of Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think this film is a is an interesting film in the sense that it's telling a truish story, mm-hmm. and it's telling it from three characters' point of view. So, first of all, you watch it from one character's point of view, and then you watch it from another person's point of view, and then you watch it from a third party's uh, point of view. That is an interesting story uh, place to go to telling this story. It shows a little bit about how an individual's perception Mm. kind of leads to how they view the world. You know, is the world benevolent to them or is it crushing them? You know, Matt Damon's character uh, feels that he's been wronged. Um, he doesn't realize all the other parts that were done that potentially could have, you know, taken hold of him. Hmm. And then you also have this um, part of life that, you, you know, you are playing a part. I mean, Steve is also a school teacher. When he's a school teacher, he's playing the part of a school teacher. Right. And um, D- Damon's uh, part, Kyler Wren's part, and, of course, uh, Ben Affleck's part. Ben Affleck gets to have the most fun in this film. There's a lot of, um, let's just say, nightly pleasure that he gets to take place in. <laughs> Great. Certainly, uh, 
certainly a lot more fun to be Matt Damon, uh, not Matt Damon in this character, Ben Affleck in this character. And you know what he doesn't have? He doesn't have a bat cave. I just thought about that. <laughs> he's he's not the Batman. He's a Batman. <laughs> I'm going to say 45 out of 100 here. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck had an interview. They interviewed each other a few months back, and they were really, really frustrated by this movie's box office take. They really felt strongly that this was a really good movie and it it fell flat because of COVID. People were just not going to the theater and they really feel strongly that people should go to HBO and watch this movie like you did. Well, I I think that there may be something there because, you know, until Spider-Man came out, most films were bombing. I mean, the theaters are empty. Right. So, and, and we're just not back at that traditional part where, you know. I, I agree. I, I did not go see the Batman. I am not ready to go to a movie theater yet. I am still stuck at home and, and watching what I can on TV here at the house. Okay. Which, which brings me to my favorite thing in the world, Chip. I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the 400 episodes of Too Much Scrolling that I'm a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Have I ever mentioned that? Steve, I've never heard of it. What is that? <laughs> Mystery Science Theater 3000 is is my favorite thing on whatever you want to call television nowadays. This is the idea of a man stuck in space forced to watch bad movies and he builds robots to sit and watch the movies with him to keep from going insane. Mystery Science Theater 3000 season 13 dropped on Friday, March 4th for uh, the special people that contributed to the Kickstarter campaign. We raised $6.5 million for Mystery Science Theater 3000 to start their own app called the Gizmoplex. The Gizmoplex is uh, a movie movie theater, a digital movie theater on the moon that we can go and visit and watch bad movies together. And the first movie for season 13 was Santo in the Treasure of Dracula. Santo is apparently a really famous Mexican wrestler. And there's statues and museums dedicated to El Santo in Mexico. In this particular movie... The Mexican wrestler El Santo invents a time machine, and with that time machine, he goes back in time to find Dracula's treasure. This movie has everything, Chip. Well, I mean, this is a new format as far as the presentation uh, through a streaming app. Tell me how it went. Well... It didn't go well, Chip. It, as as most things, when they start out, they had several technical difficulties at the beginning. But honestly, it was expected that they would have technical difficulties. And the people who were watching on Friday night were the really dedicated fans. And that's one thing that Joel Hodgson has done really well is give the really dedicated fans these openings that may or may not work and to show backstage why it's not working, how it's not working. And we, the community, come together and we're not angry. We are really supportive of this whole venture, knowing that they are working on it and they're going to get it right eventually. There was a good 10 minutes of the white dot. There was just a big white dot on all of our screens across the country. 
and all of the social medias and all of the chat rooms were all just making so much fun out of this mistake, this error in the technology. There are now t-shirts dedicated to praising the white dot. And uh, since Joel and Matt and some of the other production people were live in the studio while this was happening, they caught on to that and they were able to riff themselves to show their joy in putting out this collection of crummy movies with just such fun behind it. I look forward to two weeks from now, there's going to be a uh, episode that is dedicated to Manos, The Hands of Fate, quite possibly the worst movie of all time. And then we're going to get into some new riffs, 13 new riffs this season, 14 special events. The rest of the world is going to get into this in May. So for two months, it's going to be only the dedicated few, the ones who are the executive producers who put money into this system. And then the rest of the world is going to get a chance to see Mystery Science Theater 3000 Season 13 at the Gizmoplex. Go to gizmoplex.com for all of the details. I, I love it. I just love it. There's nothing, nothing more to it. Opening this week, we've got some movies that are coming out. Uh, the big title for the week is Turning Red. This is the next Pixar movie, and it is being released strictly on Disney+, Plus, not in the movie theater. That's interesting. That's an interesting choice that they would choose to release it through the streaming app as opposed to at least having a theatrical release, too. The Pixar production group was not happy with that choice. They really believe in this film. Like most people that make movies, they really think this is a great film and they're very frustrated that it's only coming to streaming. This is a story of a 13-year-old girl who turns into a giant red panda when she gets uh, emotional. There's a, there's a lot of uh, symbolism in turning red here. Well, one of the interesting parts of it is just once again, this is an animated film and it's aimed towards families. Mm -hmm. So I, I recommend that we tune into Disney Plus and find this one. That's not the only family film we have this week, Steve. Yeah, we've got one called Tyson's Run. This is the story of an unathletic boy with autism who strives to become an unlikely marathon champion. This one this one looks like it's got some heart to it, for sure. Yeah, Forrest Gump Part 2, Steve. It's, it is very Forrest Gump. Run, run, Tyson, run. <laughs> <laughs> Moon Manor is coming out this week. This is a story of a man dying of Alzheimer's and uh, deciding to have a funeral instead of a funeral and, and making the best of it. I, I like making the best of it. Well, I mean, what can you say, Steve? A funeral and a party and Alzheimer's. What, what enjoyment. You know, what you really need is a, a chance to become rich. Steve, yes. if you can't go down and buy your lottery ticket, what could you do? Go and find that one gold nugget that will make your life different. There's a movie simply called Gold coming out this week. And this is a Zac Efron traveling through the desert to find the largest gold nugget ever. <laughs> Are they going to sing about the Wildcat, Steve? He's going to sing about the gold. The, the, I know you won't read Terry Pratchett with me, but in Terry Pratchett, there is a group of people that sing and all they sing about is gold. And that's all I can think of with the title of this, this movie, just gold. They're, that's all that's all they're going to say the whole time is gold, gold, gold. 
So, so, so far, we've got some great films, Steve, but what we really need is one that's really scary. Do you have a scary film for us? Yes, there's a movie called Ultrasound coming out this week. This is the story of a man who has one hell of an odd night with a married couple setting into motion a chain of events that alter their lives. Ooh, Ultrasound. So what do we know? You break down, it's raining, go find a couple to kind of spend the night with. (laughs) Sounds like a Rolling Stones song. Brings us to our book it, our book of the week. Uh Chip, I I have not had a lot of time, but I do have time in the car and I do I gotta tell you, I love listening to audiobooks in the car. Steve, what are you get what are you talking about? You get to listen to a uh a time travel book with Jamie. No, 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 no. This week's book is not Outlander. This is Outland by Dennis E. Taylor. This was published in 2015. The idea here is not exactly time travel. This is instead one of those alternative Earth kind of stories. Dennis E. Taylor, one of my favorite authors, this audiobook narrated by one of my favorite narrators, Ray Porter, uh, was the audiobook was actually published in May of 2019. Or known by his um, his official name. The voice of Darkseid from Side. the Zack Snyder Justice League. Uh, he's got a great voice. They sound like he's smoking. <laughs> yes. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, the gold black. I want the lights. <laughs> Ray Porter is one of my favorite narrators, one of my favorite voice actors. And what happened here is Carrie, Carrie Ray- Fisher in Return of the Jedi. Compare her to an. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> darling, darling, let me tell you. <laughs> I, well, why does she sound so different? Little smoking. <laughs> get, get Lucille Ball on the phone. All right, so let's get back to our book, Outland. What happened here is we read Project Hail Mary as one of our monthly books in uh, August of last year, and I really got hooked on Ray Porter's audiobook narration, and I sought out all of the other books that he narrated, and I find out that he is the voice of most of the Dennis E. Taylor books, which I really love, and Outland is is kind of a different story from what Dennis E. Taylor has written in the past. Again, this is a alternative earth kind of story where a group of friends working on quantum uncertainty make a uh for all intents and purposes stargate and yes he uses the term stargate to uh reference this object just like that movie and tv show stargate and through this gate they are able to go to an alternative earth where, hey, look, there's gold in them thar hills because they're in California and they find that in this geologically different California, there's no people, so there was no gold rush. They go and collect as much gold as they can and become rich on the other side of the Stargate. 
Well, this seems like a trope that we've, we've, we've read this type of story of 1963. This is I mean, the, very similar. Except for, except for he was bringing back hamburgers, too. <laughs> right, right. Stephen King's 112263 certainly used a very similar storyline where the, the proprietor of the hamburger shop would go back into 1950, buy hamburger, and sell it in the 1990s. This is very similar, except for it's gold instead of hamburger. And, and, and also very similar to, to the uh, Rassel we read as a group where he was going through parallel universes and grabbing artwork and things of that nature. Yeah. This this is something that, that I have been intrigued by for a very long time. The, the idea of quantum physics and the, the knowledge that we don't have. We don't understand quantum physics. And we think that we can use quantum uncertainty principles to travel to different alternative universes that is the theory and these authors have done a great job in showing us what might happen in those situations in this outland Denise taylor writes that there is a volcano a super volcano at yellowstone national park and in this story that super volcano erupts and the people that live in that area are threatened by all of the ash and molten lava that's running around. And so the storyline, the people who made the gate rescue as many people as they can, transporting them to an alternative earth where they are safe from this geology because the geology of the other earth is different from our current earth. That sounds like an interesting premise. When they come over, were these unique individuals, or did they have parallels on this side? There are no people on the other side. There are no. There was no human creation on that Earth. It's pure nature, and there's lots of large animals stalking these people and seeing them as potential food that is another part of the story well there there sounds like a movie right there steve uh Dennis e. taylor certainly is an author who's writing a novel but there is a degree of i could imagine somebody making this into a movie it's not overly cinematic in that it's not uh driven by making this into a movie that's I, I don't like those books very much i like books that are novels first where the storyline delves into non-visual things ideas and emotions and this one is really good at those things and, and what's the theme of this book the theme is survival which is something that we we again don't really want to dwell on in our lives but the idea of having this knowledge and being able to utilize this special knowledge to save humans to save these people that's the big theme for me i think it should star ben affleck and matt damon i think that they would make a great pair have they ever made a movie together they should they should write a movie together that that seems to work out really well especially if kevin smith is behind it 
<laughs> we are going to read Dennis E. Taylor's We Are Legion, We Are Bob for the month of March when we get Pamela Bedore in to talk about our monthly book club. And I look forward to hearing from all of you about how you would uh, choose to use your knowledge. That's, that's Dennis E. Taylor's big thing is finding knowledge and using it and finding a way for humanity to continue. That's Outland by Dennis E. Taylor. Scroll with it. Brings it to our scroll with it. There's uh, lots of stuff happening in the news this week, Chip. Steve, is it time for us to bo- boycott Russia? I have boycotted Russia. I will not go to Russia. I think everybody else has sanctions against Russia in place. I, I think it's cold there, Steve. Yeah, but the the Cold War is something that we've been talking about for our, our entire lives, and it seems like it's uh, important to our, our children at this point. That ended a long time ago, Steve. Yeah. A wall came down, and then everything just turned out happily ever after. That's the book that I read, yep. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. There's The sanctions that everybody's putting on Russia, uh, some of the ones that I'm concerned about are the space program, the International Space Station, which has been a... Uh, a big project, mostly involving Russia and the United States, is a big question mark in, in this situation. It is, and if you don't uh, like it, I mean, you can always find some stuff to crash into the moon. Right, right. Something crashed into the moon on Friday morning, and uh, those observers that that watch all the space junk in space think that it might have been something that China had originally launched and, and lost control of. A three-ton object of some sort definitely impacted the moon on Friday morning. It was going at 5,800 miles per hour at the time, and it has created a crater, something, some big crater. Unfortunately, it's on the other side of the moon from our view, so we can't see it, but there's definitely a, a new crater on the moon this weekend. The idea of space junk is something that, uh, if you look at all of the science of that, it's it's pretty scary. If we want to go into space, we need to have knowledge of where all of those objects are, and tracking all that objects is fascinating to me. And that's the reason why every ship needs to have a computer where uh, that you has to calculate where you need to go, Steve. Mm-hmm. This isn't dust and crops, boy. <laughs> You have to do the calculations before you jump into hyperspace. <laughs> Don't tell me the odds. <laughs> Good. Now we're just doing Star Wars references. <laughs> that usually symbolizes the end of the show. <laughs> I don't know, Chip. I think we have enough information to survive another week. What do you think? Only if we can come back next week, Steve. I think so. Episode 400 is in the books. Going forward to episode 401, once again, thank you to everybody who's been with us for almost eight years of doing this, all of our patrons. Please join them. Go to patreon.com slash too much scrolling and donate to our cause for all of the silliness that comes, comes at you week after week. 
We would love to hear from you. Give us a call or a text. Our phone number is 805-4104-TMS. Our website is TooMuchScrolling.com. Our email is TooMuchScrolling at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And you can always ask your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Too Much Scrolling. I want to thank you again for listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'm Steve Fodor. I'm Chip Hassenplow. We'll see you in the future. Praise the white dot. Good night. Oh, praise white dot. <laughs> you guys.